Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Hey, welcome everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and I am Charlie. And I'm Eva, obviously. Good. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Um, the mission of Corporate Talk is to leave no stone unturned and lo- use all our collaborative powers to do what we can to make a difference in the workplace, even as one person. We are starting the Workplace Improvement Revolution, um, and this is what we're all about. Yes, it is. It's exactly what we're all about. And uh, we have a great guest coming on in a little while. Mm. Um, how are you? I'm good, thank you. That's it? Yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm angry today, right? I don't want to get into it, but I'm oh, angry. I oh. got hacked again on the business card. Yeah, cyber. Again. A lot of bad guys out there. There's bad guys out there. Um, but they but they sent the stuff to our house. That yeah, they, they screwed up. So we, we got hacked, but we got the gift. But we got it. Yeah, yeah. I got the vitamins. Thank you very much. Maybe Thanks was, for the present. Maybe it was from a salesperson that just was making commission on the sale. If only that were the case, but hmm. no. Um, okay, so I wanted to first tell us uh, anything new happening. Are we okay? You have, I know, a workshop. Yeah, we have a workshop that's currently going on. And then we have another workshop starting next week, a five-week if you're in the Cincinnati area, and you're struggling with speaking up at work or anywhere, come and join us. It's going to be fun. A little coaching, little improv, little energy psychology, just a lot of fun. Um, We're going to be addressing fear. Fear. And speaking up. Right. Mm. And, uh, you know, I want to say that I learn a lot from you, um, and I understand more about fear than I ever have. So, you know, you want to be a tough guy. Yeah. But yet you're not speaking up when you in your heart believe you should be. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's not always that easy, right? I mean, there's a couple different ways. Sometimes there's we just have regular fear where it's just hard for us to be in the spotlight. And then there's other times when, you know, you're afraid you're going to be taken out. And maybe sometimes that's real. Right. A lot of it is weak fear. Mm. Um, I don't want to stick my head up like the guy in Saving Private Ryan at work <laughs> because I don't want to get a bullet. Right. Um, you know, but we can do better. That's my new thing this week. Well, you know, when we can do better, we can do better when we start letting go of some of the fear and just letting ourselves be ourselves and saying what we really think. We're always so afraid to say what we really think. And at the end of the day, it's when we started speaking up is when our jobs really started changing because nobody really wants a yes person. You know, companies need people that speak up and say what they think and give their opinions. That's why we get paid. Yeah, that's why we get paid. We don't get paid to just sit there and, and do what they tell us and to say do. yes. Yeah. And the other thing is, is that people always feel like, well, you know, there's there's so many issues at work. That's another reason we get paid. You That's know? why I they mean, call the, it work. Well, it's not even so much why they call it work, but we're all paid to be problem solvers. Yeah. 
Right. I mean, so, so much of what we do, everything is not going to go nice and smooth, especially in the types of jobs that we have. But most jobs are like that. There's always something that you have to do. And the people that do well are the ones that can think on their feet and problem solve. What thing is right with your teaching, Mm -hmm. what I'm learning is how to move forward in a positive way. Well, yeah, it's all about being positive, right? Because if you're just move, if you're speaking up, well, I'm glad you brought that up, right? Because when you're speaking up and you're, and you're angry, you know, you're speaking up just always out of anger. Well, that's not really going to get you very far either because it doesn't help morale. It doesn't help the company. It doesn't help your team. It doesn't help you. Right. A lot of people speak up at the water cooler, but speak up measuring, not well, water cooler talk really is is pretty counterproductive. I mean, there's some productivity from it because you get to know your coworkers, right? But you know, you're not really getting anything done. You're just going, yeah, you know, this place drinking really, water. Hopefully, you know, yeah, probably not though. Um, and yeah, this place really sucks, and you know, they don't know anything, and management doesn't know anything. But yet, you get everybody in a meeting, nobody talks. Right. Yeah, everybody's a know it all at the water cooler. Nobody talks when they get in the meeting. Yeah, so, you know, we've come a long way. We're learning a lot, um, mm-hmm. and the workshops help. Um, but, you know, it's also practice what you preach. So what I learn from you only counts if I execute it in a game. That's what I always used to say when I was a coach. Yeah, I know. Right? And it's not always that easy to execute when the spotlight's on, right? That's the other thing I, I coach on is how to execute when the spotlight's on you. And it's not that easy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, in my case, I believe I can make a difference. I have a blog coming out, which is going to say some things and maybe get some attention because it's what I feel needs to be said. Yeah, I agree. And um, I believe the courage to shed the fear of not speaking up prior, um, I attribute to your coaching. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Um, and you know what? It's not only tied to... Um, meetings in the workplace, right? Mm-hmm. Fear is also tied to our physical being as well. It's all kind of connected, right? Um, it's and really I, connected. I wanted to share a little bit about this before we introduce our fantastic guest, um, because when it comes to uh, physical exercise, say, you mm-hmm. know, Maybe we get confused as to what it is, or maybe we say we don't have the time. Um, well, sometimes it is hard to get the time in, right? Like when I used to have a commute that could take me upwards of, you know, two hours in the morning and two hours at night, right? Yeah, yeah. And you're working overtime. So it can be tough to to fit it in. But then also, um, you know, like... Jim says, you know, smoke, um, sitting is the new smoking. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's terrible. Um, I agree. Um, but I, what I was trying to say is that, um, it's a good way to counter the fear, right? Well, it is and when you feel good, right? When I'm on the treadmill, I'm a tough guy, right? <laughs> um, I believe I'm fearless and my best work comes when I'm fearless. Right. That's so, absolutely right. The best ideas come when you when you feel good. The best ideas just come when you feel good. So when I'll, you know, the the coworkers or the angry corporate gang would say, "Oh, please, it's because you're not important enough, so you have the time." No, it's the opposite. 
right? Mm-hmm. I have the same amount of time as you guys, but I understand how important it is to get my mind aligned with my body. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so that kind of set the tone a little bit. It did. We're going to be talking about getting America moving. Yeah. Uh, we have a we have a great guest today, and we always take pride in the fact that we have met all our guests. And this guy, he has enough energy for all of us, right? <laughs> he does. So I would like to introduce our very special guest, Jim Kerwin, this uh, founder of Get America Moving. Jim, are you with us? I am. How are you guys? That was a great uh, we're good. good. Thanks for being patient, and welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Thank you so much. I mean, I loved that introduction, by the way. I thought it was totally relevant and just awesome. Um, for some reason, Jim, I'm, I'm more on my game when I'm uh, active in an exercise program. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that in all sincerity, right? Mm-hmm. So I get it. Um, but let's first share with us um, a little bit about yourself and and also your website because it is very interesting and I don't want to misrepresent it. Okay. Well, let me start when I came to, to America. I'm here 11 years and I, I was the founder of a company called Tri Sports and, and became the CEO of, of that business and did, did it for about 10 years. I'm now the creator of Get America Moving and the website is very simply getamericamoving.com. And the reason, the main reason I, I set up Get America Moving was because I see the need for everybody to move a lot more than we do. Unfortunately, we have dramatically reduced the amount of time we spend exercising over the past 20, 30, 40 years. And I can, we can get into that a little bit more, and you reference sitting as the new smoking. So it's really because of all of that that I'm on this mission to get America moving. I wrote a book called The Exercise Factor. And what it does is it shows you how you can ease into the best shape of your life, regardless of your age, weight, or current fitness level. So the word ease is incredibly important for, for, for people who are listening because it's not about trying to to do everything real quickly and to become perfect. It's not about that at all. This applies to everyone in the workplace. It doesn't matter how old, it doesn't matter what weight you are, it doesn't matter where you're starting from and how currently active you are. This is something that that, that people can do. And I'm really proud of one thing. I, I mean, I, one plug I'd, I want to get out there is I, the book only came out a few weeks ago and I already have 32 five-star reviews on Amazon out of 32. So there's something good going on in this book. It, it's saying things to people that's resonating. That's really good. It is really good. Um, yeah. You know, uh, we, we, we get so many posts from authors about reviews, um, and this, this is unsolicited 32 out of 32. Right? right. Incredible. And I could see it. And I can see it when we met. I can see it in your energy. Um, and but what I think we need to do is take it to the field. In other words, um, we all need to go to get America moving. We all need to start moving. We need to get those juices flowing and then make a difference in our lives, careers um, as well as a result. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. Right. Um, because we don't want and, and I, this may not make sense, but we don't want exercise to be the new smoking either right we want exercise to have a purpose 
Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. That that makes sense, Jim. I don't know, but yeah, no. I mean, exercise is critical if you want to be healthy. You know, you can't be healthy without exercise. So, if you want to be healthy, uh, to do all of the things that you want to do in your life, and you've already discussed some of them earlier earlier in the show, exercise is a necessity whether we like it or not. So, given that it is. Let's try and make it fun and enjoyable while we're doing it. And, and I think the secret for the, those people who are into exercise right now and so who, who don't need my guidance or advice, they get that and they actually enjoy what they do. I mean, that's one of the really interesting things. One of the reasons I came to America was because America has such a positive outlook towards exercise. But at the same time, if you like, in parallel with that, there's a very significant majority of Americans who really don't exercise enough. So it's a really interesting situation that I kind of found myself in when I came here. Interesting. And you know what else is really cool is it reinforces our message, um, even in your workshops, even not to change the subject, but you're always saying you need to learn to like what you do. Mm-hmm. Right. And it makes all the difference. And that's kind of what Jim is saying with exercise. Imagine if we like uh, exercise, you know, if it's on the top of our like list. Well, what happens is, is, and Jim, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like what happens is, is people pummel themselves, right? They don't exercise at all, and then they decide they're going to start this exercise routine, and it, and they always take up something that they hate. Like, I took up. Remember when I took up boot camp last year? And boot camp was great, but everybody was, you know, half my age. And that was the problem because no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't keep up with it. So you could never get to like it. No, I I liked it okay because I liked to go and I liked that I was getting so much fitter and stronger. But on the other hand, I could never get as fit and strong as the 28-year-olds. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I could probably get there, but I was always in such excruciating pain yeah, all during the week that it just wasn't really worth it. So I know, Jim, you have some um, tips for helping people to kind of ease into exercise. And I know we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but, how you know, you talked a little bit about how um, about how you started this whole movement and how are people responding to it? Well, it's interesting. I mean, people are definitely responding, but I think that there isn't enough awareness out there yet of the of, of some of the key issues. Um, and and one of the challenges that I have is to is to really explain to people to get the word out there to improve the knowledge, um, you know, to get good information out there. It's one of the real problems that we've got is that. Uh, you know, there's a lot of misleading and confusing information. People aren't really sure what they should and shouldn't do when it comes to right. exercise. They don't know what's right. They don't know what's good for them. They don't know what's bad for them. And uh, and we need to have much greater consensus, in my view, in America about what is good and what isn't so good. And um, if we could solve that particular issue, I think we'd go we'd go a long way. So, I mean, part of why I'm doing what I'm doing is an attempt to to get the word out there um, so so people have a much better sense of what they should do. And, I mean, what you said earlier, Eva, just a minute ago, was really important. It's, It's critical that people, you know, do exercise that they're able to do, taking their personal circumstances into account, and that could be your age. 
I mean, if you're 60, as I am on my next birthday, I, I can't do what I could do when I was 25. It's just not going to happen. So I have to, to take that into account. If I'm 50 pounds overweight, I have to take that into account as well. And if I am inactive and have been for six months for various reasons, I have to take that into account too. And so um, you can't, you know, we're going to stop saying? you for a second, Jim, yeah. because we have to take a break because those are all great points. And we'll pick that up as soon as we come back. So stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva and our guest, Jim Kerwin. We'll be right back. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information and to order, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for joining us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is Jim Kerwin. And he started the movement to get America moving. And, Jim, right before the break, I had to interrupt you, sorry. And yeah. But we were talking about, you know, the different factors that come into play. So I'm 55 and I'm with a group of 28 year olds at booth camp and you know, it's okay, but it's not great. It doesn't really, it doesn't really keep for me to, it it doesn't really lend itself for me to then keep going with that level because I just, I was in pain all the time. And so it's the same thing with other people. They find themselves, like you said, 50 pounds overweight or they haven't really worked out. You know, another thing is, is that, you know, we're stuck in corporate. And so much of the time, if you don't live in a city, that's what, you know, kind of bugs us about living here now is that there's no walkability. When I lived in Chicago or when I lived in New York, I mean, there's a ton of walkability. Just getting out and getting to work was a bit of exercise in and of itself. Going up and down the stairs of the subway was a workout in and of itself. But sometimes when you're working from home or you're in a suburb and you're in the car, you just don't really have that kind of access to do anything. So um, what are some of your suggestions? And I know you've got a lot as to how to get people moving when you're in this situation where you don't really naturally move. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about time, you know, and this whole Mm -hmm. issue of people being too busy because it is, it is a factor. There's no question that a lot of people are very busy out there. And, and so it becomes a challenge, but Charlie mentioned it right at the start. We all get the same 24 hours. So, you know, we all have to kind of learn to manage time as, as best we can. Exercise, mm-hmm. if, it's a, if it's a low priority, will get pushed to the end of the line and it will never mm-hmm. get done. And I believe that's what happens with a lot of people. If it's a high priority, on, on the other hand, 
it will get done. And I refer to the two groups of people, you know, the large majority who don't exercise enough and the small minority who do and who have no trouble finding the time, even when they're busy, which many of them are. So, you know, it really has to become a high priority for people. And the way it will become a high priority is if people, you know, if you understand why it is so important to exercise, why it is so good for you in so many different respects, not, not just with respect to your, your physical health, but your mental health, your ability to perform and to be productive at work, your ability to have good relationships, to be creative. I mean, there are so many kind of reasons why this is good. I think people need to buy into that. And if they can buy into that, all of a sudden making it a priority becomes a lot easier. So then they can start doing things. They can start thinking about, okay, so given my personal circumstances, what can I do? And um, what are the specifics that I can do to become more active and to move more? So in your world, what triggered uh, exercise up upward in the priority chain? I mean, when did it... When did, in your life, did exercise take its proper place in the priority list, if you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And um, I, I guess it goes back a long time. Um, for me, in some respects, you could say it was fortunate for me, unfortunate maybe for my dad, because it started when he was 47, I was just 20, and he died very suddenly from a massive heart attack. Oh, and when I when I look back at my dad, you know, I, I look at what, what was he doing in the, in the years before he, he died. The one thing that sort of stands out for me is that at, at around 32, he stopped playing rugby, which was his game, if you like. That's what he enjoyed doing when he was in his teens and his 20s. And so, but he stopped, like a lot of us, we stopped playing the game that we like playing in our early mid 30s because we're you know maybe we're a little bit too old for it and certainly rugby was a game that you'd have to stop but unfortunately he didn't take on anything else and so he didn't fill it with something else yeah Yeah. bar the odd game of golf very odd game of golf and the occasional walk with my mum, that was the sum total of his exercise and i believe it was that inactivity which was a major factor in his premature death and I see what he did as being typical. He wasn't unusual. He, he was more the norm. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that probably is the one crucial thing in my life that has really made me so conscious and aware of um, the importance of exercise. Yeah, that's incredible, right? And you know what, Jim? We, the more when we hear stories like that, we realize we have common ground, right? I mean, I think about my dad as well and just like you mm-hmm. as well and maybe what happened is there was a time when they needed to rely on their strength right they like in my dad's case he needed his heart to be stronger at one point and it just wasn't you know so um i get it and i get i, I learned now from you that making it a priority is a good thing right mm-hmm. so in that respect um i can say the apple has fall far from the tree, even though, um, yeah. you know, I miss my dad. Yeah. Right. You know? I, right. I, I realize that it's probably easy for me to say, given what happened, given my experience, that, yeah, exercise is a priority. Um, and, and so it is easy for me, 
but but this can happen to 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 anyone. I mean, for a long time after my dad died, I wondered would I make it to forty seven because everybody was telling me heart disease was heredity, and and so I was thinking, gosh, am I going to make it to forty seven? Will I outlive my dad? And um, and so so I saw exercise. And of course, diet. I mean, it's not just exercise as right. something that I really have to, to to pay attention to. And then when I got to forty-seven, you know, I was sort of high-fiving, but then thinking, "Wow, maybe I can now make it into my into my seventies." Now that I'm just sixty, I'm thinking seventies mm, isn't such a great deal anymore. <laughs> you know, let's start thinking eighties, maybe even nineties, and who knows, maybe a hundred. So I'm kind of driven by this. Um, this real desire to be here for as long as possible and to have a high-quality life. And I think, you know, folks out there should be thinking the same way. You know what's funny, right? A couple of weeks ago, we had a guest on, Carol Phillips, who was talking mm-hmm. about nutrition and ingredients. Mm-hmm. And we had made a comment that um, the smarter we get and the more time we put into things, we're going to get older and older. There's going to come a time when we're going to go to the doctor and the doctor's going to say to me, well, you're only in your hundred and thirties, you know. So, believe you're me, be like Noah. <laughs> I agree with you a hundred percent about making it a priority, and also that it can it can beat the genetics, right? Oh yeah, because you could yeah. become stronger, and oftentimes the genetics are because you have the same lifestyle, yeah. you know, to some degree. I mean, there's no guarantees. Let's be absolutely crystal clear about that. We just don't know when we're going to die. So in a sense, we cannot control the outcome, but we can control the process. And I I believe with all my heart and soul that we can influence our life expectancy. We can significantly improve the quality of our life. We can put the aging accelerator firmly into reverse, and we can transform our lives by the actions we take Every single day. Interesting. Uh, let me just say the website again is Get America Moving. Um, and Jim Kerwin is the founder and he is on a mission to get the word out, which we're now um, part of your mission. So hopefully Thank we you. can help get that word out too. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And so, I, you know, I wanted to ask something because, you know, I tend to go up and down with my exercise, but I do, I do do something. The, the most I do is when I live in a city because I just walk and walk and walk and walk and walk. But, um, sometimes you hear, well, if you just do an hour or a half an hour every day or every other day, it's not enough. So it starts to feel like, well, if you're sitting most of the day, because a lot of us, have and do sit most of the day for the types of jobs that we have because we can't really be running around. We kind of feel like, well, if we put in 30 minutes or 45 minutes or even an hour on the treadmill, that it's just, it's not enough. It still doesn't do enough. And I was just wondering what your thoughts were um, or what we can add to that to kind of to up our fitness level. Yeah. Well, let me, let me explain. I, I have um, created what, what I refer to as the exercise basics formula. And I describe it in great detail in the book, but let me go through it very quickly because I think it answers the questions that you're asking. There are two kind of key questions. How much exercise should I do? And secondly, what kind of exercise do I need to do? So the basics answers that question. 
or those questions, if you like. Uh, in terms of how, how much exercise should we do, uh, you know, the, the evidence is, is pretty clear. There's a lot of scientific research out there which says that the minimum amount of exercise that we need to do on a weekly basis is three hours. Um, so, so, and that incorporates aerobic activity and some strength training. So for three hours, that is the minimum. So if you're not doing that right now, you really need to work your way gradually up to the minimum. The optimum level of exercise is about seven hours a week, which is an average of an hour a day. So, I mean, that's obviously a lot if you're not doing anything right now, but you don't go from zero to seven. You go from zero to two, maybe, and then up to three, and then gradually you move up, up like a staircase up to each level. So getting then back to the basics, basics is an acronym, and quickly to go through them, B is for what's called baseline exercise, and let me come back to that. A is for... Um, Jim, we're going to interrupt you for a second again, okay. sorry, sure, and no let's worries. go through the basics when we get back, but we have to take our second break. So we're just about to take our second break, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest Jim Kerwin will be right back. A lot more to come. Mm-hmm. Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years' experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on TalkZone. Okay, guys, we are back, and we're talking exercise with uh, expert and founder of Get America Moving, Jim Kerwin. So, Jim, we all, I want to get into all your programs, but before the break, we were talking about an acronym that you uh, labeled BASIC. Basics, basics, yeah. Basics. So, so I was saying that B was for baseline, and I'll come back to that. A is for aerobic exercise, really important. In my view, probably the most important of all, especially if you're starting out, you need to be working on the cardio. That's the one which is going to help your heart. So you'll understand why I'm so keen on cardio because it's, it's just so, so important, and not just for the heart, also for the brain. S is for strength. So we need to improve our strength or maintain our strength at the very least. Unfortunately, when we hit our early 30s, we begin to start losing muscle mass. And so unless we do something about it, we kind of waste away. That's what unfortunately happens as we get older. And um, we need to try and put a stop to that. It's not about putting on, you know, big muscles. It's just about maintaining our strength. So Mm. So S is for strength. I is for intensity. So we do need to increase the intensity of our exercise gradually and progressively. Um, And that means that we might go from walking perhaps to faster walking or from faster walking up to running, you know, so, but it is important that we increase the intensity, but in a controlled way. 
C is for what's called cross-training. Now, that's just a technical term, which means that don't put all your eggs in one basket. Try and mix it up a little bit. So if you're only walking, maybe take up biking or take up swimming or take up running. But, you know, mix, mix it up. Go to a yoga class. Do Pilates. Do Zumba. Do something else other than the one, the one thing. And then finally, S is for stretching or the importance of flexibility. So, so going right back to B, B is for baseline exercise. And this kind of relates to all the sitting we do, and, and you referenced right at the start, sitting is the new smoking. This, this exercise is all the exercise we do from the moment we get up in the morning to the time we go to bed at night, excluding the planned exercise, excluding the walks and the runs and the rides and the swims. So if you think about that exercise, most of us do very little increasingly, and we spend a lot of time sitting. So we need to put in place actions which will get us up. So I'm standing up right now and beginning to walk around my room to get in some baseline exercise. And there's lots of little things that we can do to increase our activity throughout the day. Even if we're sitting in a, a cubicle at work and we're very busy, you know, we have to go to the bathroom, you know, we can get up, we can walk up the stairs. You know, there's just so many different things that we can do. I, you know what? It, you, it's sort of like a, a, you nailed it. And uh, when you were talking about the CrossFit training and the stretching, Eva was giving me like smirky looks because that's something that I need to do more of. Well, yeah, right. you don't do it at all. I mean, you go... He, Charlie can run on the treadmill like a gazelle. I mean, he can run for an hour on the treadmill. He can run outside for an hour, and you're really good at it. But when it comes, I mean, you can't, if you drop something, it's like all bets are off. You can't even barely pick it up. Yeah, so not following Jim's acronym, mm. I'm not really getting the true benefit of uh, a rounded exercise well, You're getting the aerobic benefit. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, what, what, what tends to happen when, when you just, let's say, run, and I mean, and I, I understand this very well because I did this for a long time myself, you tend to just keep on repeating the same, if you like, movements over and over again. And this is where injuries begin to crop in because you don't have strength and flexibility in other important parts of the body. So you're not able to adapt as well when, if you're going up a hill or you're going down a hill or you're on uneven terrain or whatever it, it is you might be doing. So, you know, getting the framework, the strength and the flexibility in place is really important. And it applies as much in our 60s as it does in our 20s. It's harder in our 60s, so we have to try a little bit harder. We have to kind of work it a little bit more to maintain it. So re it is really, really important. And you'll enjoy your exercise so much more when you introduce this kind of variety into it. I love the, the B, the baseline. Mm -hmm. I really yeah. do because um, it really helps make the difference. So in other words... Like uh, like you mentioned in New York, we had subways and we did a lot of walking. Oh yeah, I mean um, it was just here, a greener. We just yeah. we sit, we go to the car. So maybe we have to have the the uh, awareness to take yeah. it upon ourselves to park a little further away next exactly. time. Exactly, that's the thing. And there's so much you can do. Take your own personal circumstances into account. So for example, where I live. Um, you know, a lot of kids get school buses to go to school. The school is only three miles away, but it stops at two and a half miles, at two miles, at, 
at, at, at one and a half, at one, at a half mile. I mean, there are kids getting a bus to school and they're only half a mile away from the school and it's a very safe environment and there's no roads to cross for the, for, for, for the kids. So, you know, parents could could manage that situation, have the kids get off the school bus to stop earlier and walk half mile home and do the same on the, you know, in the morning. So just be aware and be conscious of the importance of doing this additional exercise and getting it into our lives. That's what right. We should, it's almost like we should put the acronym on the board and, and just keep it there. Well, so. especially when you walk, right? You know, when I was a little kid, we walked to school. It, it wasn't that far. But then, you know, like you said, New York and Chicago, I mean, just walked all the time. To get to work, I mean, there was no car, right? So yeah. I would have to, and you couldn't take a cab, especially in New York, because you would never get there, right? So, and then half the time the escalators were broken, so you were just running up and down the stairs in heels half the time for me, no less. Um, and then at night, I would go to the health club, but I'd have to walk to the health club and then walk home from the health mm-hmm. club, right? So, I mean, it was just, it, it was so easy to yeah. be in yeah. great shape. Yeah. Yeah. But so if you think about that, what you've just described when you were a kid, and now compare that to the life, the environment that we live in today. This baseline exercise that I've referred to has been totally decimated. And that's why it's certainly one of the reasons why we have so many overweight and obese people, that they're, you know, they're probably eating more, but they're exercising less. So you don't have to be a rocket scientist to work out why we've got some of the issues we've got. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I want to get into your website because I see all the different programs there. But I have a quick question first. When yeah. you're talking about muscle mass, um, someone our age, um, you know, in the 60-year-old range, uh, is it more difficult to rebuild muscle mass, or is it is does do we still have time to do that? Yeah, absolutely, we do. And um, but it's very important, like all of this, that we go at at it in a sort of a gradual and a progressive way. The word that I used earlier, right at the beginning, ease into the best shape of your life. It really needs to be done that way. So you start off small and work up gradually. You know, if it's taken you two or three years to get to where you are, it's going to probably take you maybe the same, maybe not quite as long, but you need to see it as a long-term project, not as something that you're going to get done in a week or a few months or, you know. So, so but yes is the answer. You can definitely uh, improve your strength and maintain your strength and, and, and build a little bit of muscle back. But we're not talking about putting on big muscles, and this is really important for women especially, we're talking about just maintaining our ability to do the things that we used to be able to do when we were younger. That's yeah, what yeah. Um, just picking up stuff, you know, picking up your luggage and sticking it in the overhead. You know, I mean, yeah. just stuff like that, picking up your groceries, being able to do all of that. It's huge, especially as you're getting older. You want to make sure you still have that ability and you still want to make sure that you have the flexibility That's right. to pick stuff up off the floor. So, including yourself. No, I agree. Um, I agree. And you can tell from Jim's enthusiasm and energy that, uh, well, he- I, I have, I actually have a question for Jim, right? Because I want to know this. So mm-hmm. I can run on the tread, not run on the treadmill. I can really walk fast on the treadmill with some bursts in there of, of a bit of running, but I hear that you can help somebody to learn to run in like 30 minutes. Is that really mm-hmm. true? Yeah, it is. It absolutely <laughs> is. But there, there, there are two requirements. You have to be able to walk for 30 minutes at about 17 miles per hour. 
because you can't you can't take off into running unless you it's a bit like an airplane going down a runway. You have to be able to, to you have to be traveling at a certain speed before you actually can can move from from walking to 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 running. But but the big mistake most people make when they start running is they start too quickly. They do try to do too much too quickly and they run too fast and it's an uncomfortable experience because they go from what's called aerobic activity into anaerobic territory and it, it it's it's not it's not a comfortable or enjoyable experience and so a lot of people feel oh I can't do this running because it's too hard they're really going about it the wrong way and my approach is a, is a much simpler approach you actually progress from walking to running but you you don't increase the speed you you you're walking at 17 miles an hour and then you flip over to run at the same speed and the way you do that is by having a partner who controls the pace they're walking, you're running, you're not allowed to go faster than them. You have to stay behind them or, or parallel to them. And in that way, you are able to run um, slowly, I will say, but you are able to run, and I have never come across anybody who couldn't do four or five minutes in their first attempt. Some people can get 15 or 20 minutes in their first attempt. And, and, and in my view, that's running. They're now a runner, so they've moved from being a walker to a runner, but doing it the right way. It's like, duh, that's a miss on our part. No, you know, that's actually really interesting and something that I kind of started to do on the treadmill now because I can walk at like 4142, but I was trying to run at like 58, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I just wasn't really that's getting exactly anywhere. exactly what he's saying. Yeah, and yeah. so I started like the last couple of weeks trying to just run at 48, and you're right, I can run a little faster and it kind of gets me into that into that groove of running whereas before I couldn't really if I was yeah. at 58 I just I could go for about a minute or two yeah. and that was about it yeah. and it's all about mindset and confidence you know if you believe you can you, you can if you believe you, you can't you can't uh, well so, I, yeah I'm not so sure because I can't mm-hmm. breathe right <laughs> well, so even yeah. though I'm telling myself I can but I think can't... there's something to be said for a little breath control but as his well. way his what his tip and his suggestion and his teaching is um, use your walking ability and just start running at that brisk walking pace because you do walk very I do briskly walk fast yeah. yeah but you yeah. but you have to be able to walk somewhere in the as I say the 17 minute mile pace so think about that. You go out for a walk and you walk for three miles. You're going. To, it's going to take you about 51, 52 minutes. If you can do that, and you need to do that first, I'm saying you need to be able to do that first. Don't try running if you can't walk for 30 minutes. I mean that just doesn't make any sense. But right. if you're a good a good walker and you're well able to do the walking and you feel confident and good, now is the time to flip over to the running. But make sure you stay at the same pace don't increase the pace because that's where the breathing comes in yeah that's a key tip um so you know we we have to take our last break and we keep sure trying to come back to go into the website but we just have been getting so much information right (laughs) but when we come back we will uh go through all of the different programs that you offer jim so please everyone this is corporate talk with charlie eva and special guest jim Kerwin. please stay with us we'll be right back
Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Okay, welcome back, everyone. This is our final segment. Um, Jim, we have about 10 minutes. Um, but before we do anything, I just want to say, right, that we're grateful for people like you um, to make a mission around getting America moving. It's very, it, it's very inspirational, so thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you saying that. Yeah, um, and now I get it, and uh, and uh, and I know the benefits. So I'm out there, and I I'm looking to exercise. Um, I go to your website, um, and what can I expect? How what would be my next step once I go into your website? Well, the first thing that I would encourage people to consider, and this is probably people who right now maybe aren't exercising, are, are not exercising very much. Right on the home page, the very first page is a free exercise challenge. It's a free 30-day exercise challenge. And it's designed for people who are currently inactive or who don't exercise very much. There are three different options to choose from. And the option one is for, if you like, the real beginners, people who are starting, who are not exercising at all, are exercised maybe less than an hour a week currently. Option two is for people who currently exercise maybe an hour to two hours. And then option three is for people who are two to three hours and maybe who would like to consider going from walking to running. So it kind of covers those three groups. So clearly this challenge is not for people who are currently fit. So I'm really targeting people who, who need this. But that would be a great way to get started. It's an evergreen challenge, which means they can start it today, tomorrow, the weekend, next week, next month. Uh, they could even go from option one or, or, or program one into program two and then into program three. If, if they wanted to. So that's a really great resource, and it's supported by me. I'll be sending out inspirational, motivational emails and videos every few days dur- during that challenge. You get, a, you get an e-book giving you all the details that you need, and it's totally free. So that's unbelievable. That's, that's number one. Yeah, it's a great, and I've, had, I've literally had, you know, um, since, since Christmas, I'm going to say 1,500 people have signed up for this challenge. Probably over 2,000 people have signed up for it in total since I set up Get America Moving. Pretty soon the statistic of 70% of the population being overweight might drop. That would be something, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. It'll take time, but, you know, step by step, day by day, week by week, this is how we get this done. Yep. Um, No, excellent. So that's – so for people just – Going there the first time, just click the About tab and take some of the challenges that you offer, right? Yeah, that's, that's the first thing. The second thing is another great resource, and it's also free that I would encourage everybody to sign up for. 
Um, in, in going to my book very, very briefly, I describe four key drivers, exercise, nutrition, knowledge, and what I refer to as the X factor, which is why my book is called The Exercise Factor. Mm-hmm. So I have a report which is called The X Factor Recipe, another acronym for success. And what this shows you, it shows you how to do this because it's the piece that's missing for most people. They, everybody knows exercise is good for you, at least most do. And everybody knows that nutrition is important and people will accept that getting good knowledge is important. But how do I put all of the pieces of the jigsaw together and get this done? The X Factor recipe for success will show people how to do it. And it's supported by another four informational videos, which kind of go into it in a little bit more detail. So I'd encourage people to sign up for that. And the way they do it is it's getamericamoving.com slash recipe, R-E-C-I-P-E. The challenge, by the way, is getamericamoving.com slash challenge. So very easy to remember, recipe and challenge. Unbelievable. I mean, you know, what else do we need? It's sort of like a, a personal trainer, a relationship, great programs, right? right? Right there for us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the third thing I would encourage people and I would love people to, to do to do is to get, go out and get the book, the, the Exercise Factor, because, as I said, it has 32 five-star reviews currently. And you can get that book. It's a special deal that I've put together for your listeners. Um, and it's very simple too. GetAmericanMoving.com slash book, B-O-O-K. So recipe, challenge, and book. There are the three places to go. The book, um, I will sign the book. If people order it, it'll be directly from me. So I'll sign it, put it into the post immediately, inclusive of shipping. And there's a special bonus which goes along with the book when people buy it this way too. So we can get the book right from your website. That's right. That's right. There's a, there's a green banner right at the top of the website, which you just need to click on that. But, if, but the other way is just, just put in www.getamericamoving.com slash book, and you'll, you'll go straight to the special offer. Unbelievable. Yeah, um, that's terrific. And this is something that we will share throughout the week as well. Right. Right. And so I have a question regarding all this. So if someone someone checks this out and they and they get moving a little bit. If you were to decide, like let's say you don't move at all and you decided that you wanted to start moving tomorrow. Do you have to do it all? This has always been the controversy. Do you, let's say you decide you're going to walk for 30 minutes. Do you have to get in the whole 30 minutes at once or can you break it up throughout the day? Well, you could break it up. I mean, if your circumstances didn't allow you to do it all at the same time, absolutely, I would encourage you to break it up. I mean, you might, you mightn't have, you, you might break it up sometimes during the week, but maybe at weekends where you have more time available, you might be able to do longer ones. So I would encourage you to get moving, to do what you can, and then make up for it when you have the opportunity to do it. And this is where planning comes in. You know, you've talked about that so many times on different shows, Mm -hmm. the importance of putting appointments in your diary when you know you're going to be free so that that time is reserved and do it with a friend or do it with some family so that you're not going to, you know, 
throw it away or forget about it. So, I mean, there's so many different things that, that you can do to, to really get these things done. But I'd encourage, you know, flexibility. It doesn't have to be rigid. It's, it's more about get it, getting it done and being active um, and, and improving your health. Yeah. Um, this has been a very knowledgeable session, right? Uh, selfishly, we have some takeaways to experiment tomorrow. Mm-hmm. When we uh, go to the health club together, so yeah, I'm absolutely going to experiment with the running because I've been experimenting with that yeah. a little bit anyway. And, and Jim just kind of confirmed what I was thinking that it makes sense to go slower instead of trying to go faster because I was also trying to get some sprints in, which are okay, but I never can get to the point where I'm actually running. And I think that this would make a big difference in yeah. me actually being able to run. Um, and I just want to share the website again, getamericamoving.com. There's challenges there. There's uh, book opportunities there. There's a relationship to start up with uh, Jim Kerwin there. Um, I think it's fantastic. Jim, just a quick question. Where are you located? I am in Charleston in South Carolina, so a beautiful part of, of the, the country, Great climate, which, of course, is why I came here. But, yeah, really pleased to be here in, in Charleston. Yeah, I could just imagine you all about town over there yeah. with all that energy. <laughs> and I, uh, we have about um, a minute left. You also do speaking. Yes. I mean, that's something that I increasingly am uh, enjoying because it's a great opportunity to get the word out about this and, and for people to see the passion that I've got for this subject. And I, it's something that I really enjoy. Right, and I can see it, and uh, well, we can hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a good choice that you made because you should be speaking um, because it is authentic. Um, but this has been a great show, Mr. Kerwin. We want to thank, thank you. you. We will be hopefully sharing and promoting your website and programs throughout the week. Thank so you thank so much, you. Guys. Yes, I really, really enjoyed it and appreciate you giving me this opportunity. Excellent. So um, let's speak again soon and have a great day. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Okay, see ya. Bye. Uh, unbelievable. That was terrific, and it's going to help us. Too, yeah, it's right? going to help us. I mean, Because he, now you heard that you have to be flexible. Right. You I mean, and from an expert. Right, right. from an expert. Um, no, but I mean, the energy and the, and the authenticity, it's just, it's really impressive. It's terrific. And again, know? the website is Get America Moving. And if you'd like the book, go to getamericamoving.com slash book. Excellent. And he'll have an extra gift there for you, too, and he'll sign it for you. Um, once again, great show. Um, thanks to our guest, Jim Kerwin. I want to thank our producer, Dave Olson. Yep. And I want to thank you, E. Thank you, C. And we will see everyone next week. Have a great week, everyone. Good night. Bye.